are listening to I Was Hornswoggled, Waking Up from a Narcissist-Induced Nightmare. It is October 26, 2023, and I am Helena. I have been... <laughs> I just wanted to pop in and, like, tell you that um, everything, like, I talk about on my show and stuff, I'm purely just talking about from my own personal experience as I learn as I go from waking up from a narcissist-induced nightmare, and that was my mom for, like, 39 years. I found out when I was 39 that my mom was a covert narcissist and who had been, you know, just trying to, you know, was behind all of the major catastrophic events of horror in my life. Uh, It could all be traced back to that woman, and I had no idea. So once I found out, it was really hard to uh, look at her the same again. But one of the blessings is now that I've dissected, you know, every, like, pulled back the onion peel of my life and um, educate myself all the time and learn about everything and just embracing the survival and uh, the good that came out of what happened. Um, One of the good things that came out of happened is... Uh, being able to totally tell when someone is narcissistic now around me, um, how they approach me, things that I used to put up with that I no longer put up with. I am so happy after going on four years of going no contact with my mom. I'm so happy about being able to say no and not bending to the will of others. And narcissists love that. And I was so trained to do it. And you know, it all hit me. Like I could just tell my husband, I'm like, yep, I'm going to put heads with that person. Cause I can, you can always tell, well, I say you, I'm just talking about in general. I can always tell now when somebody is, they, they reek of, um, being high on the narc spectrum, um, in one way or the other, because they try to control you, monopolize your time on their time, try to latch themselves to me and make demands that seem so weird and out of place. And one of those things happened to me this a week ago. I was at the school and my kids were in class and I was hanging out in the library. And in the library is where everybody gathers. And there's a lady who brought in a puppy dog and it was very little And she was trying to find it a home because it had been found running around the street. And it had been released by a homeless encampment that was being cleared because it was on private property. This is all I knew. And she said they had released the puppy. They had a rope around its neck. And then they had released the puppy. And the puppy was running around traffic in the city. So her friend that saw it told her about it. And they proceeded to get the puppy and save the puppy. So then they brought the puppy to school because they could not keep it. They were looking for a home. Well, I was already knowing one of our dogs is now going on 16. And my dog, Lily, who I found on the side of the road going on four years ago, she is very playful and puppy-like still and wants to wrestle with my husband's dog 
And my husband's dog is just like not wired to want to wrestle all the time. She's just more chill. She's kind of like a sloth, like a dog sloth. So we always were like, we should really get um, someone for, you know, Lily to run around and play with and uh, be able to wrestle with and chase balls and stuff. We have a little fenced in area in the backyard that we can all go out and let the dogs run and play and stuff with us. So all of a sudden I'm just minding my own business because I constantly tell my husband, you know, don't, I'm a firm believer that if you wait for what God wants to bring you, like the puppy distribution system, God has this amazing uh, distribution system. And if you just wait, God will find the perfect thing for you, right? So I waited. Some people say the universe, I say God. So I, I'm sitting there minding my own business. All of a sudden this lady comes over and just like shoves this puppy and is like, here, would you like to see this puppy? And this puppy's so precious and so chill and so loving. And I was like, well, actually, I would. <laughs> She's like, well, it to, we need to find it a home. It was released to run, and the owners, we don't really know who they were, and they they let it go, and blah, blah, blah. So she told them the whole story that she knew of. And so I said, well, that day my husband happened to be there. So I said, well, the one person we'll have to talk to is my, my husband. So... <laughs> So we brought the puppy to him and he was just like, nope, nope, nope. But he was like, his nose were more yeses with like a hard candy coating around him. So long story short, end up um, agreeing to take the puppy. Puppy fits right in perfectly. But here's the thing. All right. So the minute I have this puppy, now all of a sudden I have like all of a sudden the puppy comes with a caveat, an unspoken caveat by a certain personality where they just now, um, uh, they said, are you going to send pictures and, and update us? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. So they said, okay, make sure you send pictures later on today. And I was like, okay. So I send them, I send them like three pictures of the puppy and I hear nothing back. And I think that's kind of rude when you request something from someone and they send it to you, then you don't write, write back. And then, um, so I let it go. I'm like, maybe my expectations are too high, but it just seemed weird. That was my first like, hmm, weird. Cause it's in my experience from a, if you should say, okay, thank you or something, but literally nothing. So then I see them again in passing at school. Are you, can you send us more puppy pictures? I thought this is weird. This person just keeps making demands that I send puppy pictures all the time, but literally doesn't reply back, right? Strange. Well, this time she said, thanks. Just the word thanks, no punctuation, no emojis, just thanks. All right, fine. That's better than nothing, whatever. Well, then all of a sudden, like a couple days later, at a time that I'm not even at the school for classes, they said so they messaged me and, no they call me and they say hey did you bring the puppy up today i thought well this is a weird question and why are you calling me to ask if i brought the the puppy up today because i had classes that morning at like 9 30 and so i wasn't even there yet uh I, like i wasn't there anymore like i came we had our hour class we left that's it like, why would I stick around? And it was like going on two o'clock in the afternoon. I had been home for hours. I was like, no, I didn't. And then they, she goes, oh, boo, boo. 
And I thought, what a weird freaking person, right? Like you, what? <laughs> so I said, well, I don't know why, why would I bring, why would I bring the puppy up at nine in the morning? And then she's like, oh, well, because my son really wanted to see it. I said, were you there at nine in the morning? And she said, no. Well, then how could he see it? Well, we're here today at like three o'clock. I said, so like, she's like, we were just really hoping that you brought the puppy today and that you, that he would be able to see it. And I'm like, you spent like literally less than 24 hours with this dog. And now I... I have this personality of a person who is trying to make expectations on me, trying to set out poops for me to jump through, trying to do all this. She's like, so and she was kind of hinting. You can tell when somebody wants you to do something to make them happy. Low key hinting, like we're up here. We're going to be up here from like three to four 30, like come and bring it now, you know, like bring it now. And I'm thinking, you don't, you don't get to snap your fingers and like insinuate like I had already been to the school that day and just because you are just calling me out of the blue and making this demand on me the old me would have come would have said sure I guess I can do that or hey would you like me and the the new me is like nope sorry you can have all the expectations on me you want it's my job to say not happening you are not controlling me you're not going to start this weird connection. You approached me with the puppy who needed a home. I gave it a home. I didn't sign papers saying that <laughs> I will send pictures, X amount of pictures, and text them to you every week. I didn't have to, like, you needed a home to find a home for the puppy. We gave the dog a home. We brought her everything she needed, got her her shots, got her all the things, taking care of her. And this lady already had a puppy. That's why they didn't want another one because one, they couldn't afford it. And two, they already had one. And she has elderly dogs that have high vet bills. So it was like, now all of a sudden, I said, you know what? No, but I have learned to compromise because if I have to see this person all the time, I don't want to have like a horrible interaction, like totally be a, like snub them. So I try to have learned part of making boundaries is compromising and testing the situation. So I said, she's like, well, you're going to bring it Thursday and that's today. And I said, I don't really feel like I should be bringing a puppy up to a school where I have to constantly keep the puppy entertained for two hours inside of a school full of kids and classes. I said, I feel like that's probably not really a great idea. I'm not really in the mood to want to take care of a puppy. <laughs> for for two hours inside of a school full of kids like what and when I say school is we go to like a co-op so there's you know parents everywhere kids everywhere classes coming and going so I'm not going to bring a tiny puppy up to a classroom up to a school and have to watch it and keep it from going to the bathroom because it's raining outside can't go outside um, for two hours just so this woman can put her expectation hoops out there snap her fingers and be like jump jump through my hoop. So I said, no, I'm not. And she goes, oh, okay. I guess I understand. Well, I don't care if you understand. Like that's where I'm at now. 
the old me would have been like, oh, well, I want you to understand. Now I'm like, I don't give a damn if you understand. It's not my job. And that's one of the quotes that I have learned in, and I keep it in my mind, locked and loaded in my mind is it's no, it's not your business what other people think about you. We can waste so much of our brain capacity and our brain power and our energy trying to worry about how we're perceived by others, how we're thought of by others, what messages are we sending? Like, our, our, It's none of our business what anybody thinks about us. Don't waste your time trying to make bottomless pits happy, right? And I'm not saying that this person is necessarily that way, but I'm just saying, in my experience with certain personality types, this is the beginning of a situation where this person wants what they want when they want it, but they will snub you. So this is what, so, so what I thought I would do, so she expected me, Loki expected me to bring it today. And I told her, I don't think I'm going to be bringing it today because it was raining and all that stuff. And, and she said, oh, boo. I said, it just depends on the weather. If I can keep the doggy outside and then you guys can visit with it or whatever while your son is in class. I said, but if it's raining, I'm not keeping it in the freaking library. So she, you know, kind of gave me that like uh, low key guilt trip. Oh, boo. So then I said, you know what I'm going to do? I say, I texted her later and I said, I've decided I'm actually not going to bring the puppy up this week. So I, I will, however, on Tuesday, when you have your class at three-ish, let me know what time your class starts and I'll come like 20 minutes before your class starts so you guys can see the dog, the puppy. And then in my mind, that's a good compromise because I want to do it before their class. So then I have an escape route. That's one of the other things you need to learn, escape routes. If you don't want somebody to ha have the ability to lock you in um, uh, a situation that you didn't want to be in in the first place. So always make things on your terms when you're dealing with these demanding people. That means like drive separately because narcissists and these toxic types of people love to be in full control over your happiness. And if they even sense that you would rather be home and not with them, you better bet that they will drag it out. They will drag it out to have control over the situation. And also it brings them happiness when you're unhappy. And I know this. So my boundaries uh, pr practicing has gone quite well for me because what I do is I said, I texted her and I was like, hey, let me know when your class starts so I can be there like 20 minutes early. I put the ball in her court. So if I don't hear back from her, then I don't have to worry about it. I just won't show up. And then if she gives me any crap about not showing up, then I would be like, well, you never got back with me. But if I said, I'm going to be here at this time, and I'm bringing the puppy, then she, cause she never wrote back to me. Like she wanted me to bring the puppy up to her. So when I finally agreed, but I made it on my terms, I never heard a peep back from her. So right now, if I don't hear back from her by Tuesday, I ain't gonna show up. And if she don't like it, she can kiss my butt. And that's called boundaries. And I just wanted to share that with you. You have to be okay with being a little bit, you might be perceived as a jerk, but guess what? You're not, you're holding your boundaries. 
And I wouldn't even be doing it if it wasn't because her little, her son that is around my son's age, I wouldn't even put this much thought into it, even compromise or whatever. But I, she, she uses her son as an excuse. So she says, oh, my son really wants to see the puppy. But when, when the son was around, didn't, you know, seem too overly ecstatic, which was another sign because I know what it's like to have a narcissistic um, family dynamic. And they always took the most shyest, like my sister was more on the quiet, devious side. So they always kind of used my sister as like the, oh, well, she wouldn't like this or she doesn't like that. Almost like speak for her and like create this persona that didn't really exist. The same way that they did with me too, but in an entirely different way. They gave us their own personalities that we weren't allowed to pick. So I, I low-key see this happening. I see them using their son as an excuse, but when the son's around, doesn't really act too overly enthusiastic or interested. And I'm like, why are you saying your son is like, you know, in wants to see pictures all the time, but, you know, they don't really seem to be too thrilled or excited or they don't even ask on their own. So it's just had some red flags and I had to flex my boundary skills and I had to make sure that I didn't jump when they wanted me to jump. If you call my house and try to guilt trip me into coming up and, and performing for you right away, I have learned to say, kick rocks, not happening. We're going to do it on my terms or we're not doing it at all. And that's what you need to do when you're talking or interacting with a toxic person or a narcissistic person that's trying to push you to do something that they want. But then, but then when you expect a reply back from them, literally nothing. And I think that's rude. Why are you making demands on other people, but you literally don't do the bare minimum to reply? And that right there speaks volumes for me. So if this sounds like something you needed some help with, just feel okay not caring what other people think about you because that is part of having boundaries. You don't need to apologize for your boundaries. Somebody can come up, punch your wall and go, I don't like your wall. And you say, I don't care. I don't care if you don't like my wall. I don't care if you don't like my boundaries. I don't care if you don't like my word. No, don't care. Have a nice day. And that's where I've kind of embraced that. And I hope for some reason, ever since I was young, I would always end my, my staking in the ground with have a nice day because I'm not budging. I'm not buying what you're selling. Kick rocks. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that today because when you are healing from narcissistic abuse of whatever level or amount of time, you will find yourself being put back into these situations because, honey, this world is full of these little energy-sucking vampires and they've been hiding in the shadows for so long. But once you know how to hunt them down, you know what to look for. And things start going, hmm, this feels awfully familiar awfully familiar and then that old trigger of oh I gotta be happy oh I don't want them to be upset with me and I just don't care anymore I don't care anymore I don't go out of my way to be rude but I'm also not bending to your demands because what why why would I <laughs> you're not you just became part of my world the other day because you needed a home for a homeless puppy and I was looking for a puppy and we provided a home that's that. That doesn't mean now that I'm your employee and somehow I'm on your payroll, your expectation payroll, and I have to now fulfill your requirements because of what? I don't know. 
<laughs> so, so strange, but there's a lot of weird people out in the world and we can just try our best to navigate the best we can, heal from the abuse that we've had and hold our boundaries and don't feel bad about it. Okay. I will yak at you later. Bye.